It's saying starting. I hope it's going. Uh, yeah. Let's check. There we go. We are here, everybody, for another episode of Iron Radio. This is Phil Stevens, strength coach, powerlifter, Island Games athlete. I run Strength Guild, amongst other things. Just got back from St. Louis visiting Matt Vincent down there. I did a podcast with him, so that'll be up soonish. So. This is Coach Durrell out of KC. Um, I'm a strength field weightlifting coach, do a little bit of weightlifting, powerlifting. Um, actually, kind of been getting the powerlifting up and running for teens. Got some teenagers that teens. started up. Yeah. There you go. One of my girls is getting ready to do, I think, the state powerlifting's coming up for high school. Yeah, I think yep. one of my girls is getting ready to do that. Squat, squat bench clean. Yeah. So she's a softball player that comes and we do regular weightlifting. She's like, well, they allow us to rock back and forth. I was like, yeah, let's not do that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> we're not going to try that. I'm like, I'm not going to coach you to do that. So, yeah, <clears throat> but, <clears throat> that's a separate subject. But Mike is not with us today. He's in Costa Rica licking frogs and drinking tree bark. Um, so that'll be interesting to hear about. He wrote me yesterday. He's like, can't come on, dude. I'm doing Cambo and Dime and whatever the hell that is. I was like, so I I, he should have he came on. That would have been fun. Like, it hey, would. I would. the frog and let's go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's supposed to be, I don't know, the poison off of a, uh, some kind of huge tree frog, venomous tree frog, a giant monkey frog. <laughs> so, yeah, we'll see. I looked it up. It seems like the side effects are pretty bad. But uh, tachycardia, tachycardia, nausea, vomiting, diarrhea, kidney failure, pancreas, liver damage, seizures, and death. So good luck, Mike. I hope it goes well. <laughs> uh, yeah, I tell you what. I took a trip down to uh, St. Louis to visit Dope, the Department of Physical. What was it? Department of Physical Enhancement. Pretty sweet, man. If you get the chance, I know Matt's opening that up to people to come train. Some uh, sweet little spot, but in the middle of downtown, like you'd never even know. Uh, Like I pulled up, I was like, where the fuck is this place? And it's (laughs) a little building that has no windows, no, there's like one door, no address on it, no nothing. It's like a speakeasy. Yeah, it's a pretty sweet spot, though. Um, So it was good to hang out with him. Like I said, we... We podcasted a bit, things like that, caught up, talked about Windler, things like that. So we're going to talk about the Arnold, too. I hear it's coming up. I got all kinds of messages like, like you go to the Arnold, we can hang out. I'm like, I didn't know it was fucking happening. Yeah. I'd so uh, apparently it's in March again. We'll see how it goes. I don't know. I don't think I'm going to be – I got to talk to Windler and see if I need to force him out of his house. But uh, I don't think he will. Because it doesn't sound like many people are are going. Like, I deal with a lot of people that are usually vendors there. And, like, none of them, they're like, nope, we're out after the last two years. I mean, this this year would be sketchy, too, because, you know, things are kind of ramping up COVID-wise. So it's like, yeah. there's, still, there's still an opportunity that exactly. And I think cancellation. I think a lot of the vendors and stuff are just afraid to, the way they got treated last time, where they, like, Four days out, they just canceled the fucking thing um, with no warning. <laughs> so, and they all blew a ton of money shipping all that stuff there. So, yeah. 
I don't know. It'd be interesting to see. You said that the uh, they just moved the collegiate nationals there. Yeah, so it's supposed to be the university university nationals there. So, which is it was slated before for uh, the week in July. I mean, I guess in terms of like they're trying to keep it during the school year, it makes sense, but. It's kind of a pain because now, like you know, the whole university qualifying is different too. So gotcha. you have to go to a unit, like a university qualification event, like an official university event. Like you can't just go to a meet and put up a total that you need. You have to go to, and there's one coming up at the end of the month. But it's either got to be a state championship or like an official university qualifier. Gotcha. So it's kind of annoying, but yeah. So we'll see. I mean, if people are going to go there. I don't know. Reach out. Reach out on the Iron Radio Facebook page or anything. If if you got some, if there's something exciting there happening that I should go see. So because I don't know <laughs> if I'm going to make the trip. I know Highland Games is going on because one of the guys running it asked me if I was coming. Hang out. Well, fuck that. Like I said, that was the first I even heard of it that it was actually going to happen. So. Yeah, this seems like a short run for it being official. It just seems yeah. like like a, like only a two or three month, basically two month lead up to it. Yeah. Because when was the first you heard about it? I just heard about it. Like I heard about it like week. I heard about it like this Tuesday. Yeah. So, yeah, so I mean, two months out, eight weeks out, or whatever. It either is. they're doing a not so great job of getting the word out on that, or. You know, whatever. I I haven't hardly seen anything or anyone looking forward to it. It also used to be, you know, they had a big CrossFit thing there, too. Yeah. CrossFit, weightlifting, powerlifting, strongman, and uh, like the as far as events, obviously, the bodybuilding yeah. stuff, too. But I don't know. I don't know. It says, uh, it says there will be thousands of booths, so... The 2020 Arnold will feature thousands of booths with the latest sports equipment, apparel, blah, 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 blah. Um, Friday, March 4th, 5th, and 6th. So, yeah, less than two months out. But, I don't know. Like I said, this will be the – it didn't go the last two years because it didn't happen. But, actually, the first year we did because everybody just ended up make, doing seminars all over the fucking town because yeah. um, they were already in town. But, uh I don't know, we'll see. Maybe it'll give me an excuse to go and visit Dave and Jim. But as far as sporting events, I don't know, man. It looks like they're all on there. So, uh, but I haven't heard anything. Like the Strongman, normally they build that up a bunch. Um, and I don't, there it is, Arnold Classic Strongman. Oh, Kearney, Karen. Stoltzman. Yeah, okay. Brian Shaw's not in it, which is kind of crazy. But if he's okay. doing his own, like, that yeah. might be competitive. Might be, exactly. I mean, there's a there's some names on here. Martin's Lissus, J.F. Karen, Rob Kearney. So a lot of the bigger guys. But, <clears throat> yeah. $182,000 this year. So... That's pretty good. Yeah, not bad money. But I don't know. Other than that, man, it's just we're in playoff season. We've got all that stuff going on. Chiefs are going. And that's a big thing around here. It's going to be cold as shit this weekend. Yeah. Uh, 
there's not much going on in the, the world of strength. But you, you heard anything going on? Uh, no, not, not really. I mean, so they just had, you know, they just had the world in whatever it was, November, December. I think the seasons and stuff are still messed up with that. Um, I know, so in weightlifting, China just announced this, basically the Asian games this year, I think yeah. is going to, they're going to make it like a huge, like weightlifting festival carnival. They're hyping it up. Like it's going to be a lot of fun stuff, like a lot of kind of either odd lifts or things like that, that they have some of the big names come and do uh-huh. like maybe just, uh, I don't know. I saw somebody in this, I have no idea. It's like, like either just the snatch company, you know what I mean? Like something like yeah. that or, um, Maybe like a hang, whatever it is, like stuff like that for weightlifting, but also yep. having other. I would, I would even say I hate to compare it to the Arnold since we just talking about, it, but kind of like that. Like they want to make it a big, and so they're pumping a bunch of money into it. There's a lot of cash prizes for weightlifters in this one, which is kind of new. Um, See, I've never it, understood why people don't do that. Uh, copy the popularity of things like the Arnold. Yeah. And like it's not that hard. Well, we say that. From the outside looking in, it doesn't seem that hard to get all these sports to join together in one venue. Yeah. And you'll just get a larger draw. Now that said, me and you both know all the fucking infighting within all these organizations. Yeah. <laughs> the, the IWF I think is in I don't know what they what's going on with the IWF like Get like they lost, so they won't be in the LA Olympic Games. So they lost their spot in the LA Games or whatever, and they shrunk their spot down for you know Paris. Yep. So it's like, I mean, what's the point of this particular organization if if not to like build that up? And so I think there's there's going to be kind of a I don't know, like a little a little bit of a, a battle trying to get get to the point where there's you know one organization i'm hoping it doesn't become powerlifting where it's like you got 15 organizations but uh it seems like the iwf is kind of struggling in that way like things were kind of headed in the right direction but then it's official now that they just they flat out they can't get la back I don't know if they can't get it back. I just know that as far as like the the official stuff, they're out. Like, gotcha. they're not gonna. There's no LA Olympics, and they changed the weight classes again. So I know there's were, and I just saw a message or not a message, a post from uh, Kate and I, uh-huh. and it was just kind of like like now I got to figure out you know a new weight class oh, thing. Weight class, yeah. But yeah, I mean, I also. <laughs> Because we talked about Sarah last time I was on. Yeah. Because Sarah's still been training and doing stuff. She didn't have the greatest worlds this year. But, yeah, I saw that. Um, so she's still training and doing stuff. But, I mean, here's the good thing about being a plus. Plus is always plus. Yeah. So. Yeah. Your weight class <laughs> doesn't change. So. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Yeah, we'll see. It'll be interesting for this. But, yeah, after that, you know, who knows? I think the Olympics are also – kind of struggling with what their place is in the world too. Like, I don't think they adapted very well to the streaming. Like, I think if they went full in to like, you know, streaming and then only had, and they, they tried to do it. It just was poor coverage, you know? Yeah. So 
We'll see what happens with that. But otherwise, in terms of strength, I don't really see. Uh, I mean, I guess they fired Dave Castro. That was like. Oh, yeah. Forgot about that. And CrossFit. I don't know if that's. We'll call it a strength sport. I'll count it as a strength sport. Yeah. But fired Dave Castro for, I don't know, not being a team player, I guess. Yeah. And I don't really know much about the new guy who they hired, but the picture I saw, he was wearing, you know, he was wearing like a. A vest with like a collared shirt underneath, and I was like, "Oh, oh no!" <laughs> <laughs> that I was talking to Mike about that organization. Like, I don't understand. Like, before the whole Dave Glassman getting shit canned thing, like they were going good. Like, Reback did a good job of shutting him the fuck up for a while. Like, it was an organization that all they had to do is not fucking change anything, just keep rolling. And then they did the whole get rid of the open, get rid of regionals, and it's just been a downward spiral since then. In an organization that was doing like they shot up like a fucking rocket, and we're doing great. And it's like, okay, just don't fuck up. And what do they do? They purposely fuck everything up. Yeah. Um, well, I mean, this is kind of a changing of the guard. I think uh, Rosa, whatever, has got to get. And look, there is. And I don't know much about like what Castro was up to and all that stuff. He did a lot of the games programming and all that, but and like I, he's the only person who's ever done it, so I don't know that there's a. a I can't imagine what the differences would be essentially. Yeah. But here's my thing with because the guy kind of seems more like a not like a technician in terms of programming and stuff. What I would say is kind of like he's he's owned a gym. He's like probably owned a really suggest, successful CrossFit gym, um, I think down in Florida, if I'm not mistaken, and like knows how to you know program for that kind of stuff and has has kind of the right vibe that they want. Yeah. But in terms of programming events, um, to like start making this more of a consistent sport, it's like why not go get some of the guys? And I know that there's like there's friction between some of the the old programmers, like the OPEX guys, like yeah. uh, James Fitzgerald and all that, but go get people who like, like program that kind of stuff or program competitively or whatever and have like a panel of those guys and then come up with events, you know, that, that will go through a, a weekend. Yeah. As opposed to just, I mean, I don't even know that Dave Castro was like really a technician with things either. Yeah. And that's why there were some, what I would say, some gaps in what, what you quote unquote test. I think you can make it a little bit more entertaining, making it more strength and speed oriented than you can. If you have like, I don't want to put people through a marathon, like a half marathon row. Yeah. Or whatever. And then you got to have like, not even that people watch that. Cause I mean, if you did, you're a psychopath, but yeah, but making it more like visually entertaining. Didn't somebody's rower like break that year? They did the marathon row. And there was a yeah, I think so. And they that. didn't even like they didn't even you know like somewhere in the midst of it or whatever, and they just had to take a loss on there. Like we don't have yeah. a solution for that. It's like, yeah, we don't have another rower for you. So good luck. So, but even then, it's like why put on why be on the concept too? You know, get them out on the water. Like, yes, exactly. Like you have the ability have, to make this entertaining. Yeah. So. Like, I want to see, and then the other part is, like, then you realize 
how much different really rowing versus like, yeah. like rowing on a concept to this. Well, I mean, for God's sakes, a marathon anything is about as fun to watch as powerlifting. Yeah. It's boring as shit. Now, you take that out of its natural element and just put them to where they're racing to nowhere, and you've got a serious snorefest. Um, and then you televise that shit. Like, oh, yeah, this is a great idea. We should do this. And yeah. You better have really good commentators. Like, but, and, like, maybe if you're doing some prelim testing, like, kind of off camera or, like, you have a camera, but it's not, like, coverage isn't that great. Yeah. But then on the main days when you're on the field and you have the sprints and the lifting and all that stuff, like that could be like that could be cool. But it's like just make sure, you know. And I know a lot of CrossFit people get because they're like, oh, it's not just about strength or whatever. But guess what? That's the funnest stuff to watch is yeah, the is. stuff that's faster. Like we want to see, and if you're gonna hook new people into it, it's like you gotta have. It should be like strongman for people with abs. Like that's basically what. Yeah. You know, like I think that's what they were after, entertainment wise. Yes. So if they can't get to that point, it's like, you know, it's just an underground sport again. Like. Yeah. And it's kind of dying. Like I, I, I barely see anyone around here doing anything with CrossFit. Yeah, it's pretty dead. And Which like, is amazing. Yeah. That's the the crazy. Like it died fast. Like, right after all that. Up. Yeah, I mean, it's like, okay, it's gone. Like, I would be interested in how many boxes are gone in, like, the last two years. It's got to be a shitload. Yeah. That just don't exist anymore. I mean, there's hardly anything around here, even. Like, there's still CrossFit gyms, don't get me wrong, but... And, the, like, the open changing, like, the open could have been a fun thing, but now it's almost... Like, they've almost cut everyone else off from the open, and now yeah. it's just... Because if you only have three workouts, you have to kind of delineate and make sure it's good enough to get the people, like, to select properly. Yeah. And then, then they have another set of online workouts. Like, that. all the online workouts, I think, are trash. Like, I hate those. Like, yeah. like, I like the idea of, you know, if they did it like USAW where you had, like, local events that were sanctioned. Yeah. That you had to show up and maybe place a certain, you know, whatever, or strongman, kind of the same as that. But yeah, I mean, I, I'm, I'm over it. Like I pay attention passively with just some of the old friends that I had in CrossFit. I just kind of watch what they're doing on yeah. social media stuff. And even them, like most of them are kind of like, you know, halfway out of it. So. Yeah. No, I mean, I think the open thing, when they just shit can the open, that was a huge fault because hell, even monetarily for them. Yeah. When you have that many people pay 20 bucks or whatever, why change that? Like, that's a huge cash cow. That that alone could afford you to throw the games yeah. and at least break even. You know, okay, we're good. You know, we can break even without sponsors. But now you lose, you lose that. And I think that was part of the beauty of the sport was, like, we all talk about, like, weightlifting and powerlifting. A lot of people are scared to do it, but anybody can do it. Like, literally, you can show up, especially in powerlifting, and, like, yeah. squat bench dead, and nobody really gives a shit what you lift. Like, the only thing stopping people from doing it is their own humility. Yeah. Uh, but, like, if you came in and a dude squatted 135 and bench 95 and deadlift 135, you'd still get people cheering for you. 
Yep. You know, and you'd complete the meet. But, like, the entry level for CrossFit was even lower. Like, it seemed like, even though the shit was dumb and harder, yeah. like, you could just do it in your garage. And yep. it, it invited a ton of people to get up and move around and see where they stack up. And I think people really like that aspect of it. Like, oh, let's see where I stack up against these two million other people. And well, so I like see the, what I need to work on. Yeah. I mean, when I was, so when I owned a CrossFit gym and I was coaching people through CrossFit, one of the main things I liked about that setup, obviously I didn't like the online aspect, but you had, a, you had seasons, right? Yes. Where it's like, you could start to kind of explain to people where it's like, okay, well, you need to get stronger and do X, Y, Z in the off season. Yep. And it, like, you could actually frame, and I think that's good for everyone. Like, I don't, you know, let's say you're working, you're somebody who just wants to do like max strength, just maximize the amount of strength you can put on. Yep. You still need like some off season stuff where you do some conditioning. Yes. Like some level of it, like higher rep stuff. Like you said, you were doing higher rep stuff now, like more days a oh. week. Yep. And then, you hone it down into your your season, which mm-hmm. like that's just good for, as for the organism. Like, it's good for you as a yeah, you know, to not always just head in the same direction. Like try to add another kilo to the bar, you know. Yeah, building your base of work capacity or GPP. So there were seasons, and you had like, you know, the regionals. I think was where when they dropped that, it was like. Because that felt like the stepping stone everyone thought they could get to. Yes. And then, like, oh, I'm just trying to make it to regionals. Like, people say that shit all the time. Yeah. And they're like, oh, I'm just trying to do this. And that's what I want to focus on. And you kind of had some standards you could set. You could say, well, a regionals CrossFit athlete, and most people's gaps were in strength. Yep. Strength in gymnastics. So you could say, this is what needs to be worked on the off season. You spend a lot of time doing this. And you had... It was more objective standards that you could reach in every yeah. CrossFit team posted stuff. I remember, uh, I don't know, it was like Bobby Maximus or whatever, whoever the guy that runs the Jim Jones stuff, he was helping out the CrossFit Utes back when they had Tommy Hackenbrook. Uh-huh. And it was like they had standards, and they said, we want you to be able to do this many strict pull-ups and this many, you know, muscle-ups, and you need to have this time on your, you know, friend or whatever just to be on the team. Which I thought the objective standards were, you know, just setting that and then having people go, okay, here's where I'm at. You train this way during the season and then you test yourself in the open. That's like, I mean, it's not a bad setup. Like, obviously, I, I thought the programming could have been a little better. and But those are like kind of nebulous details in terms of, like, making money, I guess. You know, it's more on the nerd side that I am criticizing whatever they're doing. But uh, now it's because they switched. They remember they switched it to the fall. Yep. They switched it to the fall and then immediately switched it back to the spring again. Like yeah. So it's like you know I, I don't know. And then that's that's kind of the era when all the great Glassman stuff was going down. And so yeah, I don't I don't know what I don't know much about Rosa. It seems like he's kind of like maybe he's more on the. Like extract as much profit as possible, like build this to a point where it's like profitable and sell it kind of thing. So well, that day's gone. Yeah. yeah. <sighs> so right. yeah, it doesn't seem like. I mean, just my basic feeling about CrossFit stuff is there's a lot of gyms like CrossFit style gyms around, but it's not like 
I mean, the idea of doing kipping pull-ups, and imagine you're a person who's been just working your ass off on kipping pull-ups, and then CrossFit starts to, like, kind of collapse. Like, what a waste of time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that was the only reason to do kipping pull-ups. It's <laughs> gone. Imagine how much time you wasted tearing your hands up, blood all over your hands, skin falling off, shoulders are all jacked up, <laughs> and then you're, they're like, ah, oh, CrossFit's kind of done. Like, you know what? Shit, man. Like, <laughs> like getting a college degree in Latin, you know, yeah. dead language. Like you'll talk to nobody else. Um, yeah, I don't know. But so. one thing I've been facing a lot this week is, and we haven't touched on it in a while on the show, the mental aspect of being an athlete versus coaching and programming. And one thing that I've been just noticing and thinking about is, like, if an athlete does not have their mental game on, on point, coaching and programming means next to nothing. Like, you could take a power lifter and, like, that's strong. Like, let's say they're strong enough to go to West Side. Like, Louie can't do shit for them if they're mentally weak. Is Is kind of where... I'm at, and it's, you know, that's an interesting thing. And how the hell do you get somebody? It's easy. It's like any time, like, let's say you're, you're stressing about something and the, the de facto, like the, the default for somebody to do is like, well, just quit stressing about that. <laughs> well, that doesn't fucking work, you know? And that's like telling an athlete, you just need to get your head right. Okay. So I don't know. Have you studied much sports psychology and stuff like that? Uh, yeah, I mean, I have a little bit of experience with sports psych, and uh, as far as, like, development, like, how to actually develop mental strength, like, a lot of that with weightlifting and powerlifting, I feel like it's tough just by itself yeah. because the training is hard in a different way. I actually like, like, using the GPP and, like, actual conditioning stuff. And like putting somebody, like say you put somebody on the prowler, right? Yeah. And just like kind of hard prowler training days where you hit, like it just puts you in that space to like hit that wall. Yeah. And then you can still keep, like you can still keep going. And you know you can, but like shit inside your body is going wrong. Like, and you have to, you know, push forward. Like that, and like kind of getting those, those things under control. But also in terms of like stress, like, so you have people who, if anything is stressful, like they're so feel feelings based, like everything yeah. has to feel good, then they go like it's really tough to to separate people from that style of thinking. Yeah. So I mean, I always struggle with that. I struggle, like you struggle coaching people like that with. Oh yeah. Losing weight, you know what I mean? Like. Yeah. The basic fitness stuff. So, but I think I personally conditioning is kind of where I look to build the mind for people a little bit. And it's not like I have people do marathon stuff or anything like that. I mean, I'll push you through some hard conditioning stuff where you might, you know, puke once or twice here and there. But it's and that's for like weightlifting, powerlifting. Everyone will go through kind of a hard, higher volume conditioning GPP training cycle with me. And it's, it is good for your strength and stuff, too. Like, the training sessions feel easier when you're in good shape. Yeah. So. 
No, it's definitely different. Like Matt Vincent talked about that in his, I don't even remember what the hell the documentary they did when he came back from his knee surgery and then he ran that marathon through the mountains or what it was. And going from a strength sport to a motor-based sport, endurance-based sport, he said it was just a huge change in his, it was something he'd never done. And how mental the endurance sports are comparatively to uh, strength sports. And it's, it was literally just the grind, just keep fucking going and how that can bleed over into other things. But no, I mean, we've, we've all seen that. I've had athletes that they're physically gifted and they're mentally weak and trying to fix that. Like they are their own worst enemy. And, uh, like they, in weightlifting, for instance, like they can hit, like they need to be, if you have a goal for them on the platform in a meet, having a lifter that you know they need to be able to hit 110% of that in the gym, because they're going to hit 90% of what they're capable of on a competition platform. And it's like, oh, fuck, that's so tough to beat. Uh, and it's so hard to, yeah. It's really easy to tell them, don't stress, just go out and have fun. But then the minute you tell them that, then that's all they're telling themselves. Quit stressing, go have fun. So what are they doing? They're stressing. You know, they're stressing now about not stressing. And uh, I think our, like, in general, there's only a few ways to try and attack it. And I think a lot of our training styles aid that with the submaximal work because you're basically just setting up, like, all they know how to do is win. Like you're, yeah. you're programming lift wise. Like there's no reason you should miss this. We're going to do a lot of volume in shit that you can do. And over time, the hope is that, you know, all you know after a certain amount of time is making lifts because that's what you've done. And that can help. Um, but uh, again, it still happens. Like I've had, I have lifters that. You just see them walk up to a squat bar, and you can tell right away the look on their face. Like, you're physically capable of this, but your head is not wrapped around it. You're coming up to this thing scared, and you're doubting it from the start. How how do you go about changing that mindset from somebody that's scared of a lift to how do you get them to shut their fucking head off and, like, okay, just do what we've trained for? Because yeah. I think people have a natural ability. Like, I've just – I can't tell you how I did it. I just – I have that natural ability and I always have like, okay, it's go time. And like when I'm squatting, I don't even, in a meet, I don't even think about what weight I'm lifting. It's just like, okay, I'm going to go squat. Yeah. The minute I wrap my head around, oh, fuck, this is 770, I'd be screwed. Because <laughs> then I'm scared of it. But getting somebody to do that, how would you go about it? <sighs> I was most, honestly, with most of my clients, like, one thing, and at least that I discuss with virtually everyone, like I mentioned it as like a standard. Now, whether people do it or not, that's a whole different thing. But meditation. Yeah. Like, so and it's not like you got to do anything crazy. I do like the, the Calm app, even though, you know, certainly won't get any money for saying that. But just starting there, where it's like 10 to 15 minutes a day. And you're essentially just kind of dissolving your ego. And you're yeah. like learning how to empty your mind and like, let thoughts go essentially like you're not emotionally attaching to every thought yeah it's like that's a strength in and of itself i don't like the and part of it just is kind of part of the sports that like so powerlifting is a little bit different 
and I let people, I have a little bit more leeway with that, but I don't encourage my lifters to do like the anger psych ups for weightlifting. Yeah. And like personally, I like more stoic weightlifting and stoic, more stoic powerlifting too. Like yeah. I don't, I, I don't always like the emotional anger psych ups and like, cause really you're trying to, it's like you're trying to overpower your fear. Yes. With, with anger and like bubbling up. You have a little bit more wiggle room with something like, uh, powerlifting because it's one maximal lift and the technical elements aren't going to fail you as, you know, quickly as like a weightlifting event. Yes. I would even say strongman kind of gets there too because you got, it's like what, 90, like the average, let's say the average event in strongman is like 90 seconds. Yeah. Right? Somewhere in there. So you got 90 seconds of work that you're somewhere in there that you're doing, 60 to 90 seconds or whatever. And if you make a mistake or slip up in that, it's like it, it costs you a lot. Yeah. You know, at competition. So but I start with meditation. I like conditioning stuff and then ideally doing team stuff where it's like you're in a group and you kind of are experiencing a little bit of the emotions and the feelings and then you go forward anyway. Yeah. And, and I, I couldn't describe it any other way besides that, like where it's like you, you are feeling all this, like we all, all feel the same stuff. Like there's, there's fear and anxiety and, you know, all this that goes into, you know, when we approach a bar or we approach our lift, right? But, and I would say it's, it's much easier for, and I would say, I think that you, you would probably fit this bill as well as like, you know, Mike and more people that, you know, gravitate towards this. Is like thinking types, like people who are more cerebral. And yeah. Like, so it's not like they, like they feel all that stuff and then still are like, I'm doing this. Like these are the actions I'm going to do. Yeah. Whereas like feeling types, like feeling people, it's like it's got to feel a certain way. Then they is. I have never mastered the ability to like get people into the right feel state of mind because I don't yeah. understand it myself. Emotion. Yeah, that's the hard part. Uh, and I don't know. It's hard to explain how to tell somebody to just detach. You know, there's like they're afraid of multiple things. They're afraid of being in a singlet. They're afraid of this. They're afraid. It's like just don't like the fucking worst thing that could happen to you is you miss a lift. So just get over it. Like nobody gives a shit. <laughs> go out there and give yourself a chance to win. Um, it's hard to coach confidence, though. Like, yeah. like you need to approach lifts, and it's easy to say it's hard to do, but just with no doubt. Like, okay, time to lift this. I'm going to fucking snatch 100 kilo. Um, and no doubt in your head. And... That's hard to, when you have somebody that's just full of doubt all the time, it's hard to get them out of that cycle. Yeah. Maybe they need to lick frogs. I don't know. We'll find out from Mike. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> and, and I, I have that, I think it's like kind of a part of the, it's like an ego thing. And I've heard it, oh, I forget where I heard this presented, but it was like, so endurance sports, especially like long endurance sports, 
is like a dissolving of the ego, right? So the deeper you get into an endurance event, it's like your ego dissolves, and that's why you get kind of get the psychological euphoric high, not not necessarily just the physical. And then strength stuff is very egocentric, where you know it's it's essentially building the ego. I mean, you would you would be able to recognize this by the fact that most of the people who are like really good at the sport are kind of like you know very into themselves kind of thing. You yeah. know, not not necessarily that it's a bad thing in a bad way or whatever, but very ego driven. Yes. So the more strength oriented or whatever. So the conditioning stuff, like getting people to that state of mind where they kind of lose their ego and then perform, it it frees them up. Like they, they can reach it and say, oh, okay, like I know I have a reference point of what that mental state is like. Yeah. And then how to find that fresh, that's different for everyone. Yeah. I mean, meditation is the best I've I've come to like have people practice that. And it just kind of depends on the lifestyle too. Like simple and boring, like a simple, boring life will lead you in like where you just like you train, you enjoy the training. Like that's the, you know, fun and social aspect. And the rest of your life is pretty simple. Like you have a job is pretty simple. Yeah. And it's not like it doesn't ratchet up your anxiety and stuff like that. So, so it kind of depends. It's different for everyone, but I haven't, I'm not perfect at getting people over the feels hump though. Like, that. <laughs> like I just, <clears throat> like it's not going to feel good. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, it's not. And even when you have success, it's not going to feel like you think it is. Yeah. So. Yeah. that's, yeah, that's tough. I mean, I don't know. And, and coming from like coming out the same way as you, it's hard for somebody that just naturally doesn't add those feelings onto these inanimate objects. It's hard to understand somebody who does. Yeah. Um, no, and that's like, and like it's gonna suck. It's gonna hurt, and it's just embracing that suck. And that's what I don't think people realize, and, and maybe more so in powerlifting and weightlifting, because they from the outside they seem like very simple sports, where you're doing two to three things, two things in one sport now, and three in the other. Like, just the ability to dedicate all that time to that, and detach and lose emotion on it. But you're telling them to lose emotion on something like a good weight lifter. Let's say they spent like eight thousand hours snatching. You know, you have all this time invested, and you're telling me not to be emotional about it. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> easier said than done. But yeah, and weightlifting is kind of why part of the reason why, outside of the drugs and all that, like there's a lot of that. Obviously, that's different for the U.S. and everyone else. But if we eliminate all those factors. Another part of the reason why, you know, European, like Eastern European countries and Asian countries, and I'd be curious to like what the approach is in like the South American countries that are kicking our ass right now, but yeah. um, like, well, basically it's just Colombia now, but I'd be curious to what that approach is. But those cultures like are more, like especially Eastern European cultures are more stoic towards the process like yeah. you know there's not no one you think anyone is asking those chinese lifters if they feel like lifting something today yeah. or not like yeah. it's not a question it's like a we it's like practice yeah in fact they call it practice like it, most of those countries like i i go to weightlifting practice like it's a sport you know yeah 
where it's like, oh, training, like even training here, and some of it is the coaches. Like, don't get me wrong, like the coaches here are kind of goofy. Yeah. And if you look at the younger coaches, a lot of them came through CrossFit stuff, which was really good about ratcheting up emotional stuff. You know, yeah, that's like a big part of it. But the cultures also support in other countries like the simple practice of weightlifting. Yeah. Like having to convince someone that to get better at snatch and jerk, you know, squatting is like, you just need to spend a lot of time doing snatch, clean and jerk and squatting is like in their mind to a lot of people is miserable. Right. Yeah. Uh, even if you look at physique stuff, it's kind of the same where it's like, you got to eat a lot of the same, you're going to eat the same stuff pretty much. And I, I'd be curious to hear a little bit about what other, you know, like more dedicated physique, people do specifically but a lot of times i mean it's like the same meals you know yeah and that's what gets me back to this point and the thing i've been thinking about is like i don't know if it's like we have an answer to here i'm not sold yet that you can take a person that's mentally challenged like that and just change them and make them into a mentally strong person that's tough to fucking do and so is it and that's in all these sports like in all these strength lake sports, at the very least, let's, I'm, I'm just not that in tune with the, the endurance side. But it almost seems to me like the people that are excelling at it just were born mentally strong. They were already there before they entered the sport. Um, or they can figure it out. Like Yeah, they, well, and like your third world countries you were talking about, a big part of the reason why they're good is they have – they have this incentive we don't have here in the States. Like that girl who won the first, what was it, the first gold the medal Philippines. for the Philippines. She got like two fucking houses and $5 million. Yeah. Of course, dude, she had some shit to fight for. You know? Yeah. If you win a gold here, it's like you come home to your small town and people clap for you for a day and then you're done. Yeah. <laughs> we don't have that. There's no monetary incentive. Like in other countries, you are a goddamn celebrity. Yeah. You are you are championed and taken around the country and shown off and given houses and money. Yeah. Uh, you like that lady changed her whole family's life for generations yeah. by doing that. And, uh, so it's easier, I think in ways for them to, uh, see, here, here's to just have about, that drive. Here's the thing about even that, because what, where her success would be because she's still training. I follow her now. Like yeah. she trains with uh, yeah. this Instagram dude. I I follow Coach Poppy Yats or something like that. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how to pronounce the name, but he posts a bunch of stuff. So she's still training. It's like, how do you operate after that success, right? Like, yeah. and now you have every reason to not. Right? Yes, not, you've not got it. You, you you've won. So yeah, she could she stop yeah. training, but she's still training. You know. So even then, with the like, yeah, some people can overpower those those emotions and feelings with the idea of financial reward, but yeah. you still have that problem. If you talk to, let's say, NFL like NFL coaches, you still have this oh. these issues where money is not the issue. You know, it's no longer the problem. Yeah, like, like what have, the fuck keeps Tom Brady coming back? Exactly. You know, so, at this point, why the fuck do you like? You're already the greatest of all time. Yeah. Fucking retire, bro. But he loves, and I maybe that comes down to just love of the sport. Um, but I'll say this. So, so I think you and I probably would be this, like 
introspective to a way, to a degree where it's like if if there's a problem that we run into mentally, right? Like we have a mental block about something. We the first thing we would do is look inward. Yeah. We would say, all right, what do I need? Like how? And then you you then start you have a curiosity about fixing that. Yeah. Which I mean, there's people who are like if you're mentally weak, it's very like the first thing they do is is look outward. And, and like just that little, little difference, right? Where you just are like, okay. And most of the people that I, you know, interact with here at the gym or anything is like, like the first instinct is to be like introspective. How can I, how can I adapt to this situation rather than how can I adapt the situation to fit my needs? Like asking yourself the right question. And I think, I mean, people I obviously gravitate more towards, like they are the ones who do the first thing. Yeah. You know, and it's getting someone who doesn't ever do that at all or never does that. And a lot of times those people don't even make it into the sport, but if they have a talent of some, of some kind, but then you hear the, like the conditions have to be right or they're like, I got to have the right, you know, knee sleeves or or whatever, you know, that kind of stuff. And maybe that's it. Like you just have to like constantly, you know, manipulate them psychologically to like make the progress or whatever. Yeah. Where you're like, like, oh no, no. If you, yeah, if you take this, you know, pill at the right time, that's that's it. That's why. <laughs> or whatever it is. But yeah. that I would say is my experience. But like actually doing mental toughness stuff, like to truly overcome your mental barriers it would be like diving into a hard strength and conditioning program like strength. Yeah. Yes. Like you got to do strength stuff, but also like harder conditioning work because I mean, I would say that about CrossFit, like part of the, one of the benefits of CrossFit of all things, like you get a lot of people who, you know, when they start, it's like, I just want abs, you know? Yeah. Like, that's that's the shortcut to abs is CrossFit. Oh, these guys have abs. I want abs, whatever. But one of the reasons a lot of people stayed and like kept kind of grifting towards it or drifting towards it were like that was the first thing that they did and like stuck to. Yeah. Because I mean, it well, becomes hard for them to quit. But that organization did a really good job from the start of like getting people to embrace the suck. Like they used it as their own, like it was, it was their advertising for a long time. Like you're going to fucking puke. You're going to do this. You're going to do this. And people still like, yeah, let's fucking do it. That sounds awesome. Um, like they came into that sport automatically knowing that like a big part of it was just like enduring the suck was what that sport was damn near about. So getting people to stick to it, then you've already got them hooked right there. It's, you know, they already know that part, which can be the, in my mind, can be the hardest part. Like, like with weightlifting and powerlifting, it's realizing that, like, you're going to have really shitty days. You're going to have really good days. And you're going to have a lot of days that, like, literally you're just punching the fucking clock. Yeah. And, and, and trusting, like, okay, if I just get this done, like mm-hmm. you said, take that first step. If I just take a step, I'm making progress. You know, and that's where a lot of people screw up is they just don't do what it takes and like train past that plateau. 
Like, you're not going to break a plateau by just not doing shit and worrying about it. <laughs> yeah. But, so, yeah, I don't know. I don't know. That was fun to talk about. It's been an hour. We're going to hear <laughs> about Mike licking frogs next week. <laughs> Things like that, so. Hi, right, brother. Well, thanks for coming on. We'll yes, do sir. more next week. So, have a good one. Go Chiefs. We'll see if they win. Yeah. Going for Super Bowl number three in a row. So, but, all right, guys. Later. And stop.